0: A podcast that investigates the experience of self, the events that have shaped our world, the people that we have become, by focusing on the person first.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Remy Ray um, and I guess I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. I've done a lot of bits and pieces, still figuring it out, um, but yeah, I would say I'm a serial entrepreneur at this stage.
0: Amazing. So, um, we were just talking there as I was trying to figure out our technology about um, when kind of new technology comes out, yes. what it can enable people to kind of do for good and for bad so do you want to don 't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on on that and how technology has helped you in that in that I, way I
1: think technology is uh... I, I see it as a gift and a curse. Like, I see the internet as something that's helped a lot of disenfranchised people, actually, have access to things that they probably...
2: Ah, you that they, they
1: probably yeah. would have never had access to. And now, this is our opportunity to get on a level peg. It, that's, that's how I see the internet. And then in, in the next instance depending on your mindset, it can be quite negative and get you really, really down and into this black hole because there's so much information out there that a lot of us can't even think of navigating in those spaces because there's just so much information out there. Where do you begin? So I see technology as a whole as a gift and a curse. In every instance, big companies, small companies, I just see it. There's always somebody that's going to be on the bad end of that sword, you know?
0: so, <laughs> so, so if you're a young person, let's say, yeah, who gets into their who gets their screen time? Do you reckon from your observation? Social
1: media, yeah, social media, and then it's social media as a platform overall. But inside of that, it's then the celebrities and anybody who's cool, if you want, you know. Um, and and then after that, maybe products. But prior to that, I always think it's social media, then the celebrity of it, and then products. And that's why they always say we buy into people, we don't actually buy into things. We buy into people, and that's why everyone's pushing. Sorry, that's why everybody's now pushing the narrative of stories and what does that brand do and what's its ethics and stuff because people are buying into that as opposed to buying into the products first.
2: Do you think that these um, brands, products, companies have more of a responsibility to be given that, like they know they could like? they have essentially um, all of these young people's times um, that people spend at least eight hours a day on their phone yeah. or whatever. Um, do you think they have a responsibility to push out sort of good content, good content being stuff that is responsible, stuff that will positively impact them?
1: Mm, I think it's a bit controversial, my answer. But to be honest with you, I think that the parent inside of it should come from parents because I don't think that some of the minds that are accessing some of this information are really able to really comprehend the effects that it will have on them in long-term. Yeah. yeah. So I think... Sorry? Why is it controversial? I think it would be, well, a lot of parents probably would be like, I don't know why my child went out and killed this person after playing such and such a game, but I think that there's, there's a, some guidance that needs to happen, and that's not happening on social media because they're accessing the information a lot more younger now, and there's just so much information, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think the mind's just underdeveloped to really understand the impact... We're addicted to our phones, you know? We're looking at our phones a minimum, I think, of 150 times a day. I don't do anything 150 times a day. So
0: <laughs> I feel so like low. Sorry. Is way higher. That's a minimum. But that is it's just shocking.
1: Yeah. When you think of it like that, yeah.
0: I know this is, okay, I'm going to talk about something graphic just for a moment, but one of my team said to me the other day, They had to hand their phone in to have the screen repaired. Yeah. And he went to the restroom and he said, I can't remember the last time I sat down in the restroom and didn't then just have a look through. Phone, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: It's like, you know, read a magazine. Yeah, was the old trope of...
1: And now you you, you use your phone or whatever. So I think, you know, subconsciously, our phones have literally taken over our lives. Like, I can't remember how I got around before... Without navigating via like maps and stuff, I don't know how I spelled things before because I was dis- I'm dyslexic. Sorry. So yeah. without without my phone, yeah. Oh my god, my, my emails.
0: <laughs> that's, that's great, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. No now way, that's it is a huge a benefit.
1: Forget the grammar, but yeah, the, at least the words are spelled right.
0: So <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, um, and it's back to your point about how um, like it's given disenfranch- disenfranchised people a platform. If that makes sense to to or a possibility, or a possibility I would possibility, say or a yeah. hope. Exactly that 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 they were um, especially in situations where there was no hope at all. Yeah. So that if when um, someone asks me or oh, recently do you think technology is like is a curse or a blessing? And I I personally feel like it's been a blessing because I can speak from my experience yeah, in that yeah. makes sense. Um, but um outside of that, I do understand how it could be a curse. But I just think um, and it's a point I asked you, I think um, al- these brands have to be more responsible, parents have oh, to be more responsible. There is a have, level
1: of responsibility that yeah. definitely has to take place don't get that bit, like, twisted in the message because the reality is is that, you know, the world... We've got every type of problem in this world at the moment, so there massively is a responsibility, but I definitely think the parental yeah. guidance element needs to take more of a, a front role in this, in this process.
0: Do you think, do you think empathy increases um, with the ability to communicate? So with everybody speaking from a platform, the ability to get a message out there... You can write an article, you can post oh, it, yeah. it can go viral. This is the freedom. Yeah. Do you think that increases empathy holistically amongst groups of individuals? No, I
1: think it does. I think it does both. Because I also think it creates the envious side of it as well and the jealousy side of it as well. So I think, you know, the empathy part of it, it just depends on the individual. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so going back to the individual piece, yeah. you said about like if somebody uh, watched a violent movie game and yeah. then had maybe a laxicated physical attitude to the impact of violence or even bullying or yeah. anything like that. So you think obviously the good comes with that as well, like um, the recognition that someone's being bullied and you can stand up for that Yeah, uh, because... I don't know, Jamila Jamal yeah. or somebody who you hold up in high regard yeah. who says, it's okay if you're like this. You might have, it could be a, anything from like a, a skin pigmentation yeah. Anything that was something you're really in a minority, let's say, because yeah. you could be the only person in a village somewhere in Wales who's yeah, yeah, experienced yeah. that. Now you've got a global community. So,
1: this is the good part about yeah. it. The conversation just continues and you don't feel so alone. Yeah. And probably that's why we have the dependency on social media in the first place, because we want to engage in this community that seems to always be there. Because we're working in a global time scale anyway. We're not working specifically with just London or Wales or something like that. There's somebody always online. Always.
2: Yeah. yeah. 100%. And I can I not see anyone all day. However, I can be on Twitter um, and get 100 retweets and like 10,000 yeah. um, impressions. And it feels like there's this whole community around yeah. me and everyone's supporting me and saying, yeah, go on, Alvin, well done. But like, in all honesty, I haven't spoken to anyone that day. Does that make sense? <laughs> I left my house, I went to work. I stayed, after work, I went to the library and I didn't speak to anybody. Yeah. And that isn't, um, that isn't all right. Does that make sense? Is that not
0: success then in a day?
2: no I feel like I've feel i recently sort of rewired myself to understand that if I haven't sort of spent time like with people sort of like yeah social know,
1: skills s- natural exactly
2: social that, skills um, yeah to sort of spend time building relationships checking on someone or someone's checked on me and having a conversation that isn't about work that isn't about advancing my career or being strategic yeah. that's just just you know what I mean because <laughs> i feel like that's every conversation now but like just a conversation um, then I don't feel that. Within a week, I wouldn't say a day because you can't do that every day. Like, we don't live it in fairyland, but um, <laughs> <laughs> within a week, I have, I, have done, I haven't done that at all. I haven't spent any time in a social setting. I feel like I haven't had the greatest week because yeah. um, it's just so easy to avoid because we get like a, a an imitation it's true. of it on gratification. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I had this weird feeling. I just I remembered Alvin introduced me to two of his mate family, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I and I spend my whole day in a structured environment um, where the kind of the game plan is kind of set yeah there's some rules everyone kind of plays by <laughs> and it's enjoyable and it's fun and everything and then when suddenly someone says hey I've got nothing to offer you in, in terms of I'm just friends with Alvin yeah I had this kind of like reset mode of like <laughs> I have to reacclimatize back into the social what world what is this again yeah do you know what I mean yeah. and it's like and I think sometimes you get that after effects from being like you said engaged through a, a you know, a little black mirror yeah, constantly. it is. <laughs> you know, you have to re- realise... What it's like in a social setting and how to treat people, how to talk to people.
1: I think people forget to speak about the loneliness of entrepreneurship as well. I think that that's a massive conversation that needs to be had more. There's a lot of depressed entrepreneurs out here just trying to figure it out. You know, we put a lot of emphasis on grinding, working so hard that you're not even sleeping because you're trying to get this thing off the ground because that's what's deemed as sexy and working very, very hard to make this thing happen with any sacrifice, you know. But I've got a lot of friends that are like small business owners, and a lot of them get depressed really, really easily. Mm-hmm.
0: When you say depressed, there's many layers.
1: Of yeah, yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm being extreme, but you know, just that loneliness, that isolated feeling of, I guess, I don't know, a bit of everything. Are, you know, are they going down the right path? Are they doing the right things? Are they going to fail? You know, there's a multitude of emotions that you go through when you're trying to build a brand. I'm sure you've been through them. <laughs> no.
0: I, <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm thinking of if someone if someone came to me and said oh, I'm really down because I'm doing this and I'd be saying oh mate I, I don't know I think you absolutely need to be down yeah. doing this than down employed in Somewhere
1: this else, yeah. Faceless
0: corporation. But that's
1: because you you've got the freedom now, isn't it? But if you maybe if you think back to when you first really begun your entrepreneurial journey, did everybody get it? Did everybody understand this thing that you were trying to cultivate? You know, it's I'm not sure if it happened to you, but I do have a lot of friends and even when I've done some of my entrepreneurial ventures, just trying to get somebody to understand the vision mm. sometimes when at early stages obviously, it's tough.
0: I mean yeah, absolutely, because... People are, I guess, snow blind to images and new propositions all day long. We get proposed, you probably get a whole bunch of stuff even more because of the different angles that you focus on. But I get tech companies trying to sell me stuff constantly on LinkedIn. And it's probably, I'd say, doubled year on year in the last three, four years. Uh, So it feels like there's lots of optionality. If you wanted to, how do you define entrepreneur? Because I find this a a fascinating moniker. Mm. What do you think it is? Sorry. I
1: think I, I, I see entrepreneurship as somebody that's figuring out business. Like I don't you know people are, I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm this or, or you know, like me even introducing myself as a serial entrepreneur. I just see myself as somebody that just likes multiple different projects. That's how I see entrepreneurship. I, because you could start off here and end up somewhere totally, totally different. I just think entrepreneurship just allows you to have a foundation of of a, your beginning journey in business. Yeah. How about you?
2: How about you, Ben? What <laughs> 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 weird
1: really uh, like a
0: dinosaur. Um, I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely not don't sure. Know. I don't know what it means. I think, I feel like a wave of it happened in the two thousand mid-2000s. Uh-huh. And it became a thing that people traded as, I'm this, I'm that, the other. And I'm like, um...
1: Because now it's buzzing, right? Everybody's an entrepreneur now. When I started in 2010, I couldn't find anyone to assist me on my journey in entrepreneurship. And that's just nine years ago.
0: But your journey entrepreneurship... Yeah. Is it, it's the, 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 the projects you work on are independent modular so that wasn't so
1: so my f- so i had i started my first business in 2010 and that was a solo entrepreneur if you want in this day and age i started a vintage plus size uh store online e-commerce store right yeah. and then after i did that that failed um nobody understood failure because nobody around me wasn't really doing entrepreneurship if that makes sense.
0: That failed in what period of time?
1: Uh from between 2010 and 2011. And then in 2012, I launched the British Plus Size Fashion Weekend, which was a platform to connect the dots between retailers and consumers to showcase confidence around, you know, their shoppers. Um, And that blew up crazily. Like, I've got more press than money. (laughs) Um, And I think because of those things that happened to me in my first failures, that allowed me to still continue my journey as an entrepreneur because I wouldn't have said, oh, I'm a business owner. I would have still called myself an entrepreneur because it wasn't just going to be the only business I ever owned.
0: Oh, so we defining entrepreneur as basically idea, creation and gestation and then implementation. And
1: then implementation for me, yeah. Got
0: it. Okay, And then, in a way, the scaling of that or the running of that... You could
1: be multifaceted.
0: Are you less interested in that part?
1: What, the entrepreneurship bit?
0: No, the, the, the bit beyond. Once it's launched and it's doing really, really well, yeah. are you like, I'm interested in something else? I'm always interested in something
1: or... else. Um, just my nature. I'm somebody who has the gift. I've, I've, I've learned that it's a gift. I have ideas consistently. Some people are scratching for one. Yeah. They just come to me very, very easily. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like... <laughs> Like in the Matrix. <laughs> i got to write this down or I forget because yeah. my dyslexia has to do with my memory. Yeah. And it, I just things come very natural to me in terms of business. I'm just naturally very interested, very intrigued and very curious about how things work.
0: So do you want to develop that in other people when you see them?
1: All the time. And now, slowly but surely, I'm building this tribe of people who I hold accountable for their dreams and I, I want to see more people reach their potential because when I started, it was super lonely. Like I was lonely,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so do you think you could go either way? Then you think is that part of the rite of passage for being somebody who gets to do that stuff? Nah. Can you fix it for yourself?
1: Nah. You I think it's just, it just a na- like I don't ask for other people. I'm not really like going out to find people who to who to help or people who want help. They just come to me. Yeah. yeah. Because I think they see um, my effort. And through that effort, they think, actually, I need to attach myself to somebody who doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, so this is interesting. I've had people... um, Actually, I've been the guy asking the question of people. (laughs) Hey, I want to do this. How did you get to do that? And the the longer I've spent trying to uh, do something, it could be... I do. I love uh, doing music in my spare time. So I was writing to music producers. How do I get to... So it's exactly like that kick and bass fits together. And um, eventually, if you just spend enough time at it, your brain just finds ways to do these things. And you discover a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't even on your, you know, and you realise that the dedication and just the journey of putting yourself into that and absorbing yourself with it, that's actually more rewarding than what you originally planned to do.
1: Every single time.
0: So is there an element when someone comes to you of kind of like, hey, you're best going to learn this yourself? Um... I wasn't setting you up to say that. I, yeah, just, no. I was just curious because it's two different because ways of looking at Because I think there's a
1: beautiful... Like, there's beauty in the process. And I think a lot of people are trying to skip that by consistently asking questions that are really free. They're on Google. And that's why I say, like, it's not really about um, what I can do for you. It's about what you can do for yourself when I'm not in the room. And a lot of people don't want that. They want instant success. Yeah. And nothing about business, nothing about entrepreneurship is about instant success. I make people pay me now to consult for them. Why? Because the information is there for free. If you can't be bothered, then you going to need to pay me for my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's free, it's there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I need to just grab the mic to say 100%. Like, <laughs> 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 everyone that's listening. So, okay, um, we need to sort out the mic situation. <laughs> then <we're> because I get a lot, a lot of my friends get a lot like, and it's just, no one gave us this information that we yeah. have now. Like, I, I sat down and I applied to these places. I, I spoke to the people, the same people. We had the same education. Yeah. Like, there's nothing special that I did that you can't do. There's nothing that I had access to that you don't have access to. Um, but generally, so I used to be the king of phone calls. It's the I dedication, every, to the calls. And that's exactly what it is. I wanted to help every single person. Then I realised how repetitive it is. I said, you know what, no, and even when when I looked, tracking back and seeing the people I did have phone calls with, what have they done with the information I've now given them? A lot of the time, the phone call was just like, it was an ego boost. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do next, so let me just, um, I don't know, let me just waste a bit, let me waste Alvin's time. Let me waste Alvin's time. (laughs) You can only (laughs) bring the horse
1: to water, and that's why I say there's a lot of young people, even some of my peers, sometimes I'm just like, you're not coachable you just stay over there because you're not coachable. A lot of people pretend that they really want this thing, but when it comes to doing the things that I've had to do to achieve the things that I've achieved, they're not ready for it. So instead of wasting my time when you're ready, just let me know. If I can assist, I will assist. But you you do have to get really serious when you talk about entrepreneurship because people think it's just fluff and anybody can make it because of things like social media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because of things like the fire Festival. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> it's like, that's a perfect example of, yeah. of, of bad governance over something that was a really the business idea of what a fest. Uh, there's not a lot of money in successful festivals no, anyway.
1: No, no, generally, yeah. Let
0: alone putting something together.
1: Yeah.
0: And so when pe- people get attracted to, I think, if you see the documentary, the Fire Festival documentary...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I know the, the crowd. yeah. yeah.
0: The, the best part of their entire journey was that day where they just shot, shot the promo and the marketing. Yeah, yeah. That was the best it ever got for them and after then was a failure to deliver on a grand scale.
1: But it just goes to sh- like I think that um, project in itself has got so many lessons to learn and, and I actually think that guy's a genius because it just goes to show what, how gullible we are. <laughs>
0: When you say genius...
1: <laughs> I, I say genius because he literally could sell ice to an Eskimo. There wasn't really anything there, right? He didn't have all the elements in place. People just assumed because he made something look very sexy. But inside the box, there was no gift.
0: Right. So I would I would argue that. Yeah. I'd say, okay, uh, genius will just park the word for a second. Okay. <laughs> he, was suc- <laughs> he was successful at getting people to hand over their money. money. Yeah. So was Bernard Madoff and a whole bunch of other... So was Bernard other... <laughs>
1: Madoff, he was, yeah.
0: <laughs> because what they did was... Um, it was exactly the same policy that Bernie Madoff did. Yes. So his way of attracting people to his fund yep. was, um, this isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, this isn't for you. Um, and you had to then go around and, and you'd, you'd see who was involved in it and go, oh, my God, that family's involved in it. We need to get there. So he didn't sell it directly. He sold who was involved in this. And that's exactly the same thing that that guy did. He said, all these models are coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, a jar rules behind it. It's going to work.
1: Yeah. But and isn't that the same thing, though? In terms of Bernie Madoff's thing, was the people wanted to be attached, guilty by association, and greed? Because that's a plays a massive part with the Bernie Madoff story. They did,
0: yeah, they didn't look at. Sorry,
1: Do you know what I mean? So that greed cool element work. there. Greed, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they were greedy. They wanted more and more and more, and they just kept flooding him with cash. I mean, it, it, if you anybody ever did an audit on this man, you could clearly see that there was more than a problem here. But out of that these,
0: happened. It, Number but one, after. No, it happened before. Hedge fund managers went in there, a really famous lady, I can't remember her bloody name, but she went in there and um, she said, great, can we have all your stats from my analysts? We yeah. need to know how you make your was money. Was he
1: doctoring them upstairs or something? He
0: had the floor below. Yeah, yeah, he, he was had, doctoring them. Yeah, it was all offline printers, yeah. all offline computers from the 80s. Yeah. They'd print out fake deal slips. Yeah. And then hand them over. So they were all completely forged. Yeah. But anyone who actually wanted to investigate the fund and how it was run, they went, we can't tell you. And they went, fine, it's a zero from us then. Yeah. We don't get involved in anything. We don't understand. So the guilt I've had um, family members affected. Uh, not not by that uh-huh. on any kind of scale like that, but. Uh, there was a guy who was arrested in Essex, basically yeah. an accountant, and he took a load of of money from people. What happened at the heart of it was people wanted to hand over their money; they didn't want to look what was going on in between. Yeah. They just saw the rewards, and yeah. that's how obviously Ponzi schemes work. This is it, yeah. Uh, and that's what people saw with the Fire Festival. They saw
1: they saw the glitz and the glam, yeah. and they wanted in without having to do any of the the work in terms of just the simple research. I mean, you could have googled the guy to find out what he had been up to prior. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. exactly. An evil genius because he then went on to do, if you sit here on the genius, documentary, huh? some other stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will use the word evil genius. genius. <laughs> yeah.
0: I will. I'll
1: go with you then. He is, he is an evil genius. Yeah. But I feel like we're more gullible than ever now. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's because of beautiful, shiny images. I mean, um, Kylie Jenner does amazing with her products, with her lip kits. But if you went online initially when she begun, people said the quality was really bad. But because it was attached to that Kardashian name and the Jenner lifestyle, people just wanted a part of it. And guess what? It costs $25, and you can be a part of this magic too, you know?
2: Yeah. I feel like um, in, in, okay, not the next couple of years, but I think in a few years, like the most powerful people will be the people who are, um, do marketing and sales because everything can be commodified. It's just about, um, yeah. and I feel like... Everything can be, everything will be inevitably be sold, and I feel like as like everything
1: is, is sold everything already, is
2: sold. yeah. And I feel like those people who know how to tap into that, so being able to make um, Kylie Jenner's lip kit marketable, that like, yeah. those are the people who are, are more or less. She's also,
1: supposedly now uh, her her company's like, worth a billion. Yeah, exactly yeah.
2: that, and she's twenty yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> billion dollars
1: for lip kit. Exactly. That.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a side note. <laughs>
1: he's like a billion I'm in the wrong <laughs> business
2: <laughs> what no, uh, let, you... let me go <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Should, what would um, people who are looking to make some kind of impact on the world mm-hmm. whether it be through um, a business venture a piece of software they want to write anything like that what advice would you give them from what you've seen from from kind of ground zero of when you first started yeah to now and commenting on things like these global celebrities yeah. and, and how they have built their business
1: solve a problem just like Jessica Alba she, she's worth over a billion because of her company Honest and Honest is natural products, house care products things like that and you know this helps us I think anybody who starts a business now that doesn't help, assist, eradicate a problem mm. what business are you really in?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We've just we bought for a client um, the history of um Edward Bernays. Do you know him? No. So he, he I think he was um Freud's uh nephew or, or a relation in some way, and he was a marketeer in America. Yeah. And uh, he was involved in getting women smoking. Really? So thanks, mate. Wow. Because <laughs> it was originally a faux pas for a woman to be seen smoking. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a bit of Mad Men, so I saw yeah. how they kind of...
0: Maybe they covered it in Yeah, there, I about... think they
1: did about um, women smoking. A... I think that was...
0: Was it a parade moment?
1: Mm, I don't know. I, I'm not like a massive Mad Men fan, unfortunately. Oh. But yeah, I like the way that they used the marketing yeah. back then because now it 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 informs me of why some of the marketing things, how they work now...
0: Yeah. yeah. You see this, you, no, no, no. You, know, you see where, how they started.
1: Yeah, where it all began, yeah. and how much it hasn't really changed that much. It hasn't. Yeah. It was
0: banal. It was something to literally sell tobacco yeah. to a new market. Yeah. The woman who set up, um, what's it called, um, on leg when um, p- people get dimples on their legs. Oh, cellulite. Cellulite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just couldn't think of it. Um, cellulite was not seen um, historically as yeah. a terrible thing, mm-hmm. but there was a woman I think in the fifties. Yeah. And it was her own company, and it's like, okay, cool. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah. She came up with the idea of this is terrible. Yeah. And you look awful. But guess what? I've got a cream for this. Yeah. And it became a problem and a solution in one. In note.
1: one, yeah. I've read um not long ago. There's a book called The Deals That Made the World. Have you read it?
0: No, I'm going to. Oh, uh,
1: you have to read that it. It, awesome. it. No, it is. It's really good. It's like it's about everything actually. It's about um most of the major corporations in the world and how they've kind of like made the problem and then also the other company provides a solution yeah. um, medicine uh, uh, food and things of that nature even it talks a little bit about how like Elon Musk got started with like the whole PayPal stuff it's it's a really cool cool book you definitely have to check it out um, it talks about you know companies that feed us fast food but they're the same companies that um fund the research funds Yeah, and you can imagine exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's a really, really, really cool book. Yeah, yeah, check that out.
0: I think we're almost fostering evil geniuses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the title. Yeah, evil geniuses. No, I do. I think entrepreneurship really is. People are throwing around the world, like, impact and things of that nature. But I do, I think, if you're going to start a business in 2019, it has to be something that solves a problem that we're currently facing. Yeah. Like, you know, knife crime's a massive thing at the moment. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. talking about it. But knife crime's been going around yeah. since before me, right. you know? It's, I- and now it's become a problem. Why?
0: Yeah. Well, so in London, it's regarded as a black issue. Yeah, but if you talk to anyone who knows anything about it as a UK problem, yeah. it's not at all black. No, issue.
1: it's not a black issue. I just think um, gang culture is usually linked to black um, people, and that's probably part of the problem because it's seen as like a gang affiliation kind of thing. But knife crime has been going on long before me, long after me, I'm sure. Because and and even if it is a black issue, if you want, there's a multitude of things that affect the black youth of today that we really should be discussing as well. Throwing money at knife crime campaigns and things of that nature doesn't change the fact that there's nowhere for these kids to go outside of school. Yeah. You've closed down all the yeah. youth centres. There isn't any real motivation within those communities because you keep stripping the funding. So if we're really going to talk about knife crime, then we're going to have to talk about some of the layers underneath it.
0: Yeah, or go to the the, you know, the, the core of why is a, how does a person feel like they want to be part of... A gang. This group of people.
1: Yeah, who it's family. They're absolutely. looking for a family. They
0: obviously offer something that the rest of the world is not offering yeah. them, or they don't feel like they're meant to be a part of.
1: Well, you have to think about a multitude of other things as well. Like, there's a lot of... Like, I grew up with a single mum, four kids. It was It was me that actually took myself out of that. I grew up in Peckham, like, notorious for gang culture. Mm. And it was just... My effort, my own personal effort. My mum's never owned a business. My mum doesn't own her own property. But these are the things that I've been able to achieve for myself because of my vision.
0: But how do you get to the stage of, like, if somebody is, like, not... If you said, hey, hear Remy's story. And mm-hmm. they went, right, that's got nothing to do with me. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. How do you take that decision of I can't do it and, and go some way to loosen that conviction?
1: Opportunities. Yeah, more of us need to give, we need to, we need to reach back more often and say, I can do it, why don't you try? Because that's the problem. A lot of us are not giving them the opportunity to even try.
0: So, so speaking to them and also... What, what Finding
1: on, out. Find a way. Like they human, you can have a conversation with them. I was on the bus the other day coming from my local area and these young girls were just saying, oh, they're going to fail school because they don't have the grades. That's not true at all. I said, you might not know what you want to do until you're 30, you're 14. Who's telling you at this age that you, you're you not going to be whatever it is that you want to be at 14? Giving up on life at 14.
0: Yeah, yeah. How were you at 14?
1: Um, I, was, I was hustling at 14. At nine, I was, like, going around my auntie's estate with posters of, uh, like, to babysit. I was asking the locals if they wanted me to look after their children for money. At 13, I was working on a stall with my aunt in East Street Market, selling sportswear. And then she was sick, and I decided to... No, she asked me to go to the wholesalers because I had built up rapport with them, going with her each week to collect um, stock. Um, and I ended up using a little bit of her money and a little bit of the cash that I had, and I brought my own stock and sold it yeah. and just kept flipping it yeah. at 15.
0: But do you understand how... <laughs> 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 yeah. love that. Do you understand how people uh, might feel like, um, I just can't do that, mate?
1: Yeah, it's... It, even if you're a black youth today, or any youth, there is a way. Something that you're already doing is already business. So even if entrepreneurship is the root, there's something that you're already doing that's probably already business. A lot of kids, even if they're out of gangs or whatever it may be, they sell sweets at school. That's business. Okay. Why are we not teaching them how to mark up, how to get stock that's even cheaper? Why aren't we not teaching them how to sort their brands out and things of that nature? There is so many other avenues because we're not all going to win. That's the reality of the world. We're not all going to excel. We're not all going to get great jobs. We're not all going to end up where we want to be. Why are we not teaching alternative experiences to succeed?
2: <laughs> I've like, just got my <laughs> By the way,
0: my mouth is just open because I love that. That was awesome. Um, we
2: say, and that's why i think a big part of the social enterprise. Yeah. Around, like the first day of the academy, always hold like a hackathon, that like, build a business. Yeah. Because I realised that um, if say you've grown up similar, um, I've grown up similar environment yep. to you. So say you've grown up like me, so a single mom, um, four brothers and sisters on a council estate, sort of um, dangerous area, like. You aren't you aren't going to learn, in that environment. You aren't going to learn like the the necessary like capital. You aren't gonna that like, have the necessary capital. But you the skills are transferable. To, you know that, right? Exactly. Yeah, but 100. But I'm saying that when you um, like delving into entrepreneurship, you are going to gain skills inevitably that you wouldn't have. That you wouldn't have access to game because no one's going to give them to you, more or less. Is that makes sense? But it's the way
1: that you think about it, because walking through an estate that's dangerous in itself, that's tactics. Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. When
1: you're in a business room or negotiating a deal, you have to be tactical. Resilient. Every day that you make it back home, you know? Like, we think about it wrong. Yeah. All and those it, skills are the same skills. And I feel like,
2: so that's when, so when you spoke about what can we do for these young people, I definitely think, I always say it's a mindset thing. It is. It's a mindset thing. I remember when someone said to me, when I was... Um, after the last time I got kicked out of uni, he said, oh, we're all just a products of the relationships we build. And I was thinking, "Ooh, I remember. I yeah. Think, I thought that like was deep. Was yeah, deep. that is. And then I remember I sat back, I sat back, and I said, "Cool, okay, what does that really, really, really mean? And then I realised... um so some of, for example, um, some of my cousins who are obviously deep in gangs, like, they are, they are just a, a product of the relationship they built. Yep. I realized that at the point where I was in, um, where I've been kicked out, I'm just a product of the relationships I built, and I didn't build the best relationships. And then now where I am right now, I always reflect, I think, this is, this, like, nothing has dramatically changed. If I'm being completely honest, I'm not any more intelligent than I was back then. Nothing has changed. I'm not. I'm not taller. I'm not. Sure. See what I mean, it's yeah. generally just I decided to build better relationships. With you think that, but
1: your growth has probably been immense. You just can't see it yet. You're, uh, when you walk into this door every single day, your vision is different every single time. Even when I walk into the city, it's different. It's not my natural environment. It's yeah. actually outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And every single day that you walk into these offices and you see different people, your vision just gets wider. Every
2: single time. Do you feel like um, you've ever struggled with foresight? So being able to see past your current reality.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I go back and I I see my family or, you know, just people from around our way, if you want. Yeah, yeah, I I see it all the time. But I'd be damned if that holds me back. Yeah. Yeah. The story that we tell ourselves is more important than the story that's been told about
0: us. (laughs) I've been thinking... Sorry. (laughs) I love that so much, what you said. um, And also about your experiences. You are a product of every relationship, every knockback, every affirmation, all the bad, good and bad, and you choose. You can choose that story. Every single day. I love that. And you talk about gangs, and I was thinking about, there's gangs in the city. Yeah. There's gangs in companies.
1: Oh, old boys clubs. We're all in membership clubs now. What's that?
0: Yeah. I think people need to step back and go... That's not like the streets and the uh, the dangerous people with nothing to lose. Yeah, there's people with nothing to lose who are obsessed with moving money around yeah. or acquisition of money. Absolutely, and they'll do anything or, or you know or jettison any kind of yeah. decent uh, decision for something that benefits them.
1: I think gang. The word gang just has such a, um, a stigma attached to right. it because the Hell's think, Angels were gangs.
0: Right. I, I think right. I just think of people in the streets not in suits, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got that in my head. But the reality is it's, there's gangs throughout the whole of life. It, it,
1: your whole, like, even your, your team, that's a gang. Yeah. yeah. I think,
2: And you would hope they are a gang as well. Cause <laughs> mean, <laughs> yeah, <because> the <laughs> loyalty that you need <laughs> exactly and, that. And,
1: and, and the energy that you put into them, you hope that they represent what you're doing well. So then you can excel and you can scale, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that we think about it, uh, often, I shouldn't say everybody, but often it's thought about in such a negative way. Mm. But also, we have to remember that a lot of these gangs is for survival. It's yeah. to make sure that these people get back home each yeah. and every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I <laughs> need to readjust to because <laughs> <It's> I. In. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. um, you have a second, <laughs> um, you Neil.
2: Know, um, even speaking on the gang issue. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to move on from the gang (laughs) issue. Okay. (laughs) Move on from the gang issue. Because you know that gets a bit
1: um... (laughs) hot under the colour. Go on, (laughs) mate. Say something about (laughs) the gang issue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It feels like talking to you, (laughs) it feels like you've got a really good way a good world view that works really well for you Because yeah. you are bouncing around talking about this yeah and with a big smile on your face it feels like you've done a lot of thinking I uh, think
1: I think just out of circumstance and situations like I'm not saying that there isn't another me in another circumstance I'm just saying through the lens that I've had as a black woman that's grown up in these types of environments and then been able to navigate into different spaces like I've had major spreads. I've had BBC Breakfast run my business every hour on the hour. I couldn't even pay for that type of PR. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So just being able to leverage myself into different spaces and to, and to show up, you know, to show up for myself.
0: Totally. Yeah, each yeah. and
1: every time. Even my family, like, these are things they would have never even thought were possible. Yeah, and I was the possibility of it, and I made it happen.
0: Did that then become like almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, the more you you can tell that story.
1: I won't film me. That's it.
0: But but was there a person that suffered uh, you know, in your history? Uh, you know, as a from a young person yeah. to where you are now, which is to the young person, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the lady of 17. <laughs> you know. Um, was there an element of kind of did, did like shame or guilt or uh, lack of self belief? It didn't sound like it because at nine you were you structuring a babysitting <laughs> program for an estate. I know, right? but, but you know, it, uh, it was was there any of that burning underneath that to push you to? Say, I won't feel like that. No one's ever going to say to me I can't do that. No one's ever going to say to me. Oh
1: yeah, I got told I couldn't do.
0: Yeah, hey, yeah,
1: bye. even by my mum. She was like, "Really? What is that? What does that even mean? Are you sure?" Even now, my mum was like, don't travel to this country because you just don't know. Like, I went to Vietnam to try and source some production um, by myself. <laughs> my mum was like, huh? Vietnam? Yeah. <laughs> people don't go to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like that. That's, I just feel like if if you want change, you've got to be the change you want to see. If if I want my family to do better, if I want to change the generational wealth structure in my family, then I need to make sure that I'm making the steps to make sure that somebody else can see me moving into different spaces without feeling uncomfortable. Not every space that I go into it works. Not every space that I go into I'm able to be me. Mm-hmm. But every single day I won't stop. I got to get up every single day for me.
0: Do you? It can be. Um, it can be um, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Some of the things you've said, I'm a little bit kind of like, wow, that was a very (laughs) quick response. This is somebody who's honed her craft, who knows, who's done lots of deep thinking about it, and knows why she's doing things. Right. So that I I love that. I find it really inspiring. But I'm I'm somebody who's I've been through um, building businesses, and I've I've had some setbacks, and I've kind of realized how they don't. They're so much more valuable than all the great easy wins. Right. Fell forward. Yeah, I love I love that. Um, but it can be really overwhelming if you don't have that background yeah. and, and inertia of confidence. Yeah. Um you can hear you speak, mm-hmm. and you can go, "I'm just not that person." Yeah, how, how have you um, in terms of the down moments? Yeah, how have you kind of experienced those, and oh, then
1: they were tough. Especially, especially, sorry, academically, I struggled my ass. Oh, sorry, I struggled my butt off. Oh,
0: you can say anything. Oh, you can say us
1: Okay, I struggled my ass off. Like I was, di- I was di- diagnosed, sorry, with dyslexia at 19. I struggled through school. Um, sometimes I just didn't even want to go in. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I just knew if I put a thousand percent of effort in, I still would get nothing. And that's why... Hopeless. Hopeless literally. literally. Um, now if you say, oh, I'm dyslexic, people assume you can't read. But it's not that. It's just everything around the mechanisms of how my mind works. You and said it was
0: about memory. Yeah, memory,
1: yeah. yeah. So the way I... Like, I need to do something over and over and over again. Like, it took me three driving tests to pick up driving because I just can't pick things up very quickly. Um, and that got me down for a long time. Just my close-knit. Even since... So I'm 31 now, but 28 was the first time I spoke publicly about being dyslexic. Before that, I hid it. I nearly lost my jobs and everything. In
0: What that means?
1: I didn't understand dyslexia. I don't even think my family understood what dyslexia was. And it would be like, shh, that's learning disability. Nothing's wrong with you. Oh,
0: as in your
1: mentally ill? Yeah. Yeah, like, as in, why are you making a problem? You clearly can talk. You can clearly articulate yourself. But Nothing's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, you can't, you know, write things down or you can't pick things up quickly. Nothing's wrong with you. Um, And for a long time, that just made me feel like sometimes the table that I was sitting at, I shouldn't really ever be there. Even when I went into big negotiation rooms with sponsors for, like, the British Plus Size Fashion Weekend, I used to feel a bit like, ooh.
0: Is that the imposter syndrome?
1: No, I think it was paired with the lack of confidence in my ability because of dyslexia was, like holding me in
0: fear. So you just thought, when the time comes for me to act, I'm going to
1: not be able to perform? Yeah. And that's why that's you say it's, it is, because you you've with dyslexia, right, I'm judged consistently on my weakest ability. If I go and apply for a job right now, I have to go online, I have to submit an application. Yeah? yeah? Every single time. I,
0: I think the CV should be bad.
1: Of course, CV, CVs are just ugh, a nightmare in all instances. But every single time, I have to write up this application. Yeah. And based on this application, somebody's going to decide whether or not I even get shortlisted for a job. It's my weakest element.
0: Mate, I completely agree. I, I think we should just have... I think it, video. I think video. Yeah, A 10-minute interview it. maybe with somebody, series of quick questions, no preparation, how they think and act in the moment.
1: Yeah.
0: How they bring humility to what they don't know. Empathy. Um, empathy. How they... um bring levity to a situation lots of yeah. but lots you know all those types of things they show a um, kind of a cognitive and co- and um, social skill absolutely actually when you get to the core of a lot of businesses yeah. they weren't the most academic they weren't the best accountant or whatever what they were good at doing was a whole bunch of lots of things yeah. and influencing persuading people absolutely oh guys I might have to disagree with you then
2: just, <laughs> you know, just, go on tell us why school. School. I will <laughs> For for one, um, I've never relaxed at video interviews, so I think it's taken me a while and... Even in the meeting we had earlier today, he said, "Oh, you look like butter wouldn't melt." It took me a while to look like this. Does that make sense? <laughs> like this, this, this was a conscious effort. Fraud. This was a conscious effort to look less um, hostile. Does that make sense? Because hostile. Hostile. Yeah. You think what? you had a hostile look? I had. I, I looked, and I felt I was a bit hostile. I've been mean? going
0: the opposite direction. I've been going more
2: hostile. <laughs> <me>? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> not working. <laughs> well, went, uh, um, but yeah, well, you could, so I, I understood. So I was always very like hyper aware because you just hear it a lot, or you look angry all the time or or you talk funny or like you talk a bit hood or whatever. Um, and and that was like, that was very like consistent. However I knew I could write well. Like, yeah. I've always known that I could write yeah. well so that like, I'm 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 a C V kid, like, I felt yeah. like my C V is really it's really good. It is and good. I feel that like, have you seen it? No
1: how could I he was not have seen, seen
2: it you. Um, but yeah I, um, yeah so I, I don't think what
1: about diversity then in the approach
2: so think, yeah.
1: written and video
2: Yep, yep, yeah. I think um, a combination of the two. So I don't think... I think after you submit your CV, maybe inevitably you go to that...
1: Yeah, I'm not saying eradicate CVs overall. Maybe take out some of the key information, where you live, where you went to school. Yeah. Like, take some of those bits out. But other than that, I think definitely... Because even if you hire somebody via an application you can't even tell if this person's a lame oh, or not. Yeah. So and who wants to work with a lame all day? No one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants no, to work with somebody who's like
2: dry. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying and yeah, I, yeah, um, I used to do um I used like work in retail quite a bit. And, like, I would be, like, the most motivated. I would prep for weeks and weeks and weeks. As soon as I started that job, I was the worst worker. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously, so, um, like, I worked in Zara. Like, I just didn't, I don't really like selling clothes. I didn't like talking about clothes. <laughs> Zara, you don't
1: have to sell anything, you I mean. don't
2: really, but, you know, so Kurt guy guys. OK, you do have I, to sell I, I feel like I just the same brands out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we know so, the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a Don't worry. But, yeah, so, um there was a certain place where I worked where like, I had to, like that, that speak on like different products and be able to sell them. I just this just wasn't me. I, I felt maybe like I you're was just a,
1: not a seller, but just, you shouldn't I'm, even <laughs> say that because you, you can build that muscle as well. I think yeah, sometimes I, it's I'm all the things that there you go. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely. I um, feel
0: like
1: we 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 say bad stuff about ourselves and then we expect ourselves to deliver. To, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> do, do you know what? On that seller thing, here's a, this is a it's a quite an important point. I think because you've got limited <laughs> options of selling. Yeah. Right. So. You could sell education programs. Yeah. You could sell change or speakers. Yep. Why should I bring the speaker to my school? I'll tell you why. Because yeah. you actually care about the impact. You're emotionally yeah. invested into it. Yeah. What you didn't care was, was this is a cut in a whatever yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it, right?
1: That's And that's why I think we're leading down that path of being in purposeful roles, being yeah. in purposeful companies. And I guess that... Kind of echoes what we were talking about earlier about companies being responsible for, yeah, yeah. And, 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 it, and it's in recruitment as well, being responsible for the people that you hire and making sure that there's a diverse mix, not just within the team, but the people that come into those environments. Yeah. Diversity is so important, like, you're literally missing out on. The potential of greatness.
0: Right, I need to ask this, Because a lot of people don't get this. Yeah. There's a massive echo chamber in a lot of companies and we see this constantly. Yeah. yeah. Is they're talking and using it as a, a badge? Oh, yeah, I care about oh, that. Oh, yeah,
1: it's, a, it's just like yeah. lip service.
0: It's literally become a marketing yeah, tool. Yeah, absolutely. You saw it with Gillette, right? It
1: is... Where Mass- I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> where,
0: where was this company? Yeah. Twenty years ago. Never. Never. The yeah. moment it becomes a hot topic, and I, I still think outcomes are important. So, so great you're here at the party. So great you're taking part. Yeah. But let's also let's be very clear about your yeah. motivations. So uh, when um, when you talk about what why is it important, I think a lot of people can't articulate why it's important.
1: Yeah, but that's why your job as a white man is so important. Yeah. <laughs> honestly it is you need to use your white privilege to combat this prejudice because people like you in these spaces help us become more comfortable in these spaces right yeah
0: but tell me why you, when someone says to you why is it important that we're diverse as a company
1: oh because somebody who comes from a different background than you imagine the lens that they have outside of your scope
0: but why is that important i'm going to just play the in, in, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In,
1: in terms of business why
0: is it important? innovation we are f-
1: everybody's fine, but everybody wants more money. Oh, do you
0: think we're going to make more money as a company?
1: Absolutely. Really? You widen your scope, you widen your experiences, it, it opens you up to new markets. Like, it isn't, isn't that why we're in business after all?
0: I think this, I don't know what the figures are exactly, but there's what they call unlisted unlisted assets yeah. in the fund management world, mm. which basically means, under the age of, like from 25 to 35, yeah, there's a certain percentage that aren't, haven't given their money over, Beyond a bank account to an investor, and the stats when it gets to below twenty five, I know a lot of twenty five years don't have spare money to invest, but there are they are out there. Yeah, Um, it's something like ninety percent of these assets are not listed, so they're being either spent on consumer goods, of course, maybe uh, spending some other stuff, or maybe what have you. Definitely not a house, definitely rent. Yeah, Um, but a lot of companies. They get in their their profitability is coming from people who are in what they call their wealth creation mode. Yeah. So they're in that fifties. 50s, 50s, yeah. And and in that kind of period of, of their life, so um, that's a really important thing about diversity. Yeah. If you are going to appeal to a new market, you probably want to say to these people because saving money is actually a, r- a really awesome tool. It to is. Have I'm in life. speaking
1: a lot about financial literacy these days, especially yeah. like. I've actually got a challenge going on at the moment, just like a private Instagram group where I've got... It's called the Shit Happens Fund. Yeah. So I'm helping uh, 17 women or 18 women at the moment save £1,000. Because you'd be surprised how many people don't have £1,000 for an emergency. Sure. Then they use their credit card. Yeah, then they use their credit card to pay from Peter, Rob from Peter to pay Paul, and then, and then the cycle starts, right? So... Um, things like this, Pe- people just need to have a bit more understanding of how money works and how to leverage it and things like that at a basic level yeah. because that's why you're never going to have these people interested in like, investing in things like that because
0: who's, who's taught them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your attitude? So if I say to you, right, I'm going to give you 50 grand today yeah. and you need to invest it, yeah. do you have a, like, a, a path of what you would do with it?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so you, how do you get that trusted decision
1: um, I guess just because I'm somebody who's curious so I, I read a lot um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff so i probably put that money into some some of it anyway into property and then the other side I'd probably do a few small businesses just
0: to see how they go oh, so you would go directly to the source you wouldn't give it to a fund no. manager
1: Mm-mm. no why not um there's not really a relationship therefore, especially from my demographic, there's not a massive relationship, even though I know that I can do that. Like, I have a Greaves and Lansdowne account. Like, I'm not somebody who's unaware of um, trade, and like, trading stocks and shares and stuff. But at this precise moment, I know that real estate is the bread and butter of all investments at this precise point where I am in my life. Yeah. So, um... The rate so of I- return, based on the rate of return.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So with your Hungary's Amsterdam account, you you found them yourself?
1: Yeah. So I actually asked one of my mates who's like, he works in, um, back in, I guess. And I was like, oh, I really want to do this. And I've wanted to do it for a long time, but nobody I knew from like the age of 18 when I've, like I've had jobs for forever, but nobody told me ever how to use my money. It's only probably since the last... 24 months, 36 months that I've actually had an interest in money. Before that, I was going on holidays, blowing all my money yeah. and things like that. Like, I wasn't even that interested in buying a house until maybe 27.
0: That is so interesting. Yeah. Um, Ellie, who we work with, is just turned 20. Mm-hmm. And she worked with us at 17. Yeah. Exactly the same. 18, don't want to buy a house. 19, don't want to buy a house. 20, she was getting a certain amount of money where I was like you are aware that you're able, at a very early age... To buy a house. Yeah, this is something that you but can it's, do. it
1: depends on the person who speaks to you about money as well. I, and yeah. I've been
0: labouring that for three years. I think
1: it's so important. Um, financial literacy for me, at this point, and anybody who wants to listen to anything I have to say about finances, the little I know, yeah. I'm telling everyone, because I just feel like we're, the, the younger generation is going to miss out on compounding interest, yeah. they're going to miss out on all these products and services that are basically giving you free money. Yeah, yeah. Help to buy Um, Lifetime ices, you know, stocks and shares, things that you're naturally interested in, invest in it.
0: Why don't women's magazines talk to this better?
1: I don't know. To be honest with you, it's just there's so much uh, other sexy conversations happening that we're missing out on the bits that actually could help us in the future. I I don't know why we're consistently talking about bikinis. We've seen one, we've seen ten, we've seen them all. We need to speak about things that actually can leverage the future and the independence of women, and conversations around, um, especially like my age now, a lot of women are talking about getting pregnant and having children. One of the first things that women think about is childcare. Yeah. M- men aren't thinking about bloody childcare, right. often. Yes. Not all the time, but often. But yeah. it, it seems like it becomes a woman's responsibility.
0: Yeah, you would think because...
1: But there's, there's a gender pay gap. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And we're earning less. Yeah. So, so how does that make it our responsibility? We're not even earning as much as you guys. And it's the first thing that we think about.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> you're like, Sorry. oh my god, I need to um, hire more <laughs> women. <laughs> it's com- it's completely true. Yeah, and I f- I feel like it's it's like the the biggest trick that has ever been pulled on people yeah. is to distract them with everything absolute bullshit yeah. of like this isn't going to sustain you in life. Yeah, it may- won't even get you through the week.
1: Oh, <laughs> I always say it. I'm like, so you guys don't want to invest in your personal development, but Drake. Drops that he's having a concert tomorrow and everybody's going to brought tickets. Yeah, life. tickets. But... I spent £120 getting a Beyonce ticket. I was so far away, Beyonce looked like a goddamn ant. £120. Quid. I, I could have put that in my funds. Was it worth it? I, it's, I mean, it's Beyonce. Yeah, but... <laughs> <exactly> because... <laughs> I mean, she's on YouTube now. I could watch mm-hmm. it for bloody free. It's Homecoming. I'll watch Homecoming as well, yeah. But it wasn't Homecoming. It was another um, one of her tours about two years ago now. I always think 120 quids. I wouldn't even buy a pair of shoes now. because 120
0: quid. We talk about this a lot in the office. So <laughs> I
2: won't say this in particular. I'm not looking at you,
0: yeah, I'm not the worst. There There is this kind of, um, kind of skew-morphic, weird way of looking at money. Yeah. As you know, I turn around to you and say, hey, let's put this money into here. Yeah. And with compound interest, yeah. you might be able to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Or I go, shall we buy this bottle of champagne? Everyone yes. says, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like... Not in my world. And I, I should be, by the way, I don't want say that, but I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I'm out of that one. But, um, but, you know, I don't understand why suddenly money has a different value if it's a certain type of product. Um, I can buy something that lasts forever, you know, and it's of use to the, you know, and I, then I've just had this different way I feel
1: of- like we're in a, like a trance like a consumerism kind of trance and you want to be attached to the latest and the new. And and I think tech pushes that narrative quite heavily as well, because we're waiting for that next new thing that's going to spark this type of energy around the world or do this magnificent thing. And I feel like we're stuck in a trance. Like I speak about money, any opportunity I can get. And even the young people around me, I'm like, you don't have an ISA, You don't have this. How come? How come? How come? Like, I'm not advising you, but why don't you have these things?
0: Mate, when I hear you talk, I'm like, I feel like, okay, so I am a white dude, <laughs> but I'm a hairier, kind of artistic yeah. white dude. <laughs> and I think to myself, I can say these things to people yeah. and they, they don't have an impact. Mm-hmm. Really great lady. You're definitely going to meet, you may have already met her, Emma Flackerty from M&G Money Girl.
1: No, I don't know her. Right,
0: you're definitely going to meet her. She's awesome. You're going to come to an event with us. So she is, she's in her 20s. Yeah. Ellie, who I mentioned. Yeah. I said, berate, 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 do this, do this, yeah. do this. She got a really great paycheck in terms of did a bit, of, great yep. bit of work for a, a great client, got paid, and then they're talking about buying a Rolex and stuff like this. And I'm like, don't you dare buy a yeah, Rolex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she goes to see the Emma talk about it, and suddenly she sees a girl she identifies yes. with, who's many just a few years away from her, who came from Walthamstow, yep. a similar ju- uh, area to her, yep. and then suddenly it penetrates, bang. And yep. the same day, she's like... She's smiling, as she's saying, because she knows I've been saying it, but it then resonates.
1: Yeah, um, it's relatability, isn't it?
0: It's, why, that's so important, yeah. right? I, like, almost... but, so
1: I've always seeked wisdom from older people when, whenever I could, regardless what it was about, relationships, you know, money and things of that nature. I just started to think in that type of mindset later I, I loved business, but even if I had the money coming back to me from business, I probably didn't know how to invest it because I wasn't having those types of conversations. Yeah. But now I am having these conversations regularly and as often as possible because it's important. There's a lot of information that isn't being, um, you know, spread. Yes. A lot of the information is just congested in certain areas, but it needs to spread like wirefire. It
0: really does.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're in debt before we even begin our journeys in. Uh, life right like I left uni with 26,000 pounds worth of debt yeah. and I had a job and I could have probably paid <laughs> my tuition but nobody taught me
0: yeah totally
1: and I had an overdraft
0: I, this, but I got kicked out of um colleges so mm. I, did, I got like five GCSEs did you? that's it but I wear it as a badge of honor now <laughs> uh, but um you know I, I see the guys come to join me and we've got uh, people from all different backgrounds yeah. here And you've literally got that. You've got those who have been trying to pay it off desperately. Those that have still got a big amount hanging over them.
1: I paid eight and a half K off on my credit card about just over a year ago now. Was that the right thing to do? What, pay my credit card off?
0: No, you... you oh, so you paid off your credit card? Yeah, I
1: haven't I haven't paid off my student loan yet. Okay. Yeah, it's not, like, high on my priority list. <laughs> I don't want to live in debt, though, but it, yeah. I had more immediate things that I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's probably the right way to think mm. about it, too.
1: But, like, so now, like, my partner says, why, why do these women care that you're... Like, you talk about money, I'm like... Because I show them like when I was paying 500 pounds a month for my credit card, when, you know, everyone's going to Miami and and saving money for spending and things like that. Like I was at home grinding, getting this money and to pay down these credit cards because I didn't even realize that I had this debt because I had had this debt from 18. And I, I, I just was so used to paying every month towards my credit card. I didn't even think that it was a problem until I was like, this is nearly 10 grand. No, I don't even earn ten grand. You know what I mean? So, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. We need to have more conversations more frequently, and we need to be more open with discussing money in relationships with loved ones. When you're in bed, it it just needs to happen wherever you are. Yeah, yeah.
0: You need to completely re- really remove the stigmatism. Absolutely. Um, so Emma was talking to this really important thing. She went. She noticed this uh, kind of colloquial thing of, "I'm no good with money. Yes. I'm just such a The Stories you... you tell yourself. Right, and it's almost like. Then you bond with someone who goes, I'm useless too. Yeah. And it's, why are we co-opting a, fa- yeah, like a failure at something? It's almost like you're just happy to sit there and bond over something like that.
1: Yeah, I think we like to dwell in shit. Do, yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know, like, when somebody's sad, the next person gets sad, and it would just all be sad together. I think sometimes you need the person that's willing to say, what the hell? Yeah. What are um, you guys up to, I man? Mean, Come
2: I on. realise that people think it's cute to be ignorant. Yeah. Like, um, I remember... Our, Especially um, from our culture. 100%. I remember on results day, we were all sitting there, none of us got good results, but it was, ha, 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 yeah, none of us got good results, like, is it because we all didn't do it together, we made each other feel better, totally. instead of, yeah. exactly I kind of had a little bit of a and, similar experience. Um, instead really? Of, yeah. Instead of someone just challenging it and saying, you know, you know what, no, this isn't right, like, guys, like, yeah. we we are able to do better than this, and I feel, I've noticed that, especially with a lot of the young people I work with, like, it's like... They will all just sort of not do well and it's ha ha oh yeah we didn't do that and I feel like the most the bravest and the strongest people are the guys who actually crap guys girls who actually like cry or who actually like they show like, vulnerability. Oh, you know what, that vulnerability that yeah. vulnerability and say yeah you know what actually I did rubbish and I worked hard and I'm not happy about this yeah does that make sense and those are the people I I, I champion more or less. Um,
0: I didn't realise I just said that, that badge of honour thing a moment ago. It's like <laughs> I'm still doing thinking yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I admit it when I hear it. But I so we got there was a kid, Jim, in our in our class, and it was funny that he got so many ungraded, <laughs> right? Yeah. And because we were I was in the lowest set yeah, of six. Yeah. Uh, I basically shouldn't have been in private school. <laughs> and um uh, because we didn't we felt like there was a gulf between us and then all the other kids that did really yeah. really well yeah. it just just found a way of doing it really but well but do
1: you think that even though you didn't do well essentially academically the network that you were able to
0: no no my story is is it's interesting. Quite different oh, okay. it's a little bit different yeah in terms of um i think the best skills i got were um Being able to, speak. Not being able to communicate with people yeah. my mum told me stories from an early age i loved hearing I love love listening to people so I think that's an awesome I love talking (laughs) thanks (laughs) I know I can see a dig when I see it Uh, but (laughs) I am and I I, I got on with people and I liked people yeah it was quite genuine yeah but it took me many years to work it out even though I set up a company in my 20s I was an absolute fool yeah with money as well yeah I remember one year I earned more I've ever seen in my life and I spent it within a year. No
1: way. They, I
0: spent it on the most ridiculous things.
1: Wow. Going on
0: holiday. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was good fun, but I spent like four grand on insurance for a car.
1: Jeez Lord! Because I'd never
0: driven until I was 28. Um, so I had, I was running a company, an ostensibly responsible person, yeah. very successful, an entrepreneur. And really, I was completely winging it. Yeah. And but I, I think
1: that's the beauty sometimes in in the hustle, you know, because you don't know. Everybody in the room thinks you know.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but I do know now.
1: <laughs> but everybody thinks you know. Yeah. And then they make, you know, they put you on this false pedestal and then that's why we see these major, major companies crashing down because the person probably didn't know enough, but then they didn't take the time to personally invest in the development. Yeah. And I think that these are some of the hacks that we need to have and the conversation we yeah. need to have with younger people.
0: Yeah, totally. The hacks is really important because it is like that. I grew up on computers and games yeah. and all that stuff. And you talk about this all the time, the cheat yeah. codes to life and things yeah. like that. And it's like, it's absolutely true. The, 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 you talked about this kind of congestion of yeah. information, right, not being shed. I think it's also, this. it serves people for you not to be like that. Yeah, yeah. It serves, especially everyone who's trying to sell you crap, Yeah. It's for you not to question these types mm-hmm. of things. Um, so do you think, I'm going to come, this is actually a nice segue, but I did want to ask you this. In terms of leadership in companies, yes. right, do you think you need to be a philosophical person who doesn't put money as their absolute goal in life, those types of people should be running big businesses? No. You don't? You think you need a commercial drive? I, need, and I think you
1: need a balance or yeah life. because leaders sometimes they get so far up the chain that they forget to come back down to see how their operations actually run in yeah. and speaking to the people that are doing the work every single day because yeah. most of the time they become too attached um detached sorry they're worried about customer customer acquisition and things of that nature when they actually probably need to figure out where the money's being spent that doesn't need to be spent and making a business a bit more lean. But because, you know, the celebrity of becoming this fantastic leader yeah. takes over. Everybody thinks you're God now, you know. You're walking in gold most of the time because everybody's just so in awe of your leadership been the things that you've been able to do. But, no, I, I disagree. I don't think it's only about philosophy. I think it's about being with your community and that being your business and understanding every crook and cranny, and being able to say hello to the cleaner just as much as you can to, yeah. the, to you know, the department managers and the leads and stuff like that. I think it's a rounded person yeah. that runs a good business.
0: But what about in terms of the purpose of your business? Yeah. Right? So you said, obviously, it's got to be for the society, for the people, yeah. the, the immediate people around it and then broadly good for the planet, yeah. right? So what about when, like, one of those... Um, people from the Kardashians, I don't know who it is, were selling a weight loss lolly. Yeah. Did you you read about this? No. So there was basically a chemical in the lolly that...
1: Makes you, probably a laxative. It was laxative, exactly,
0: it was that. And, um... And I think Jamila Jamal was on Twitter and Instagram going, "This is mental. Yep. That you're you're doing this." And there was a back. Oh yeah, because, right. We, that was not
1: long ago. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
0: Like uh, right. So uh, if anyone asks, we get sponsorship offers. Yeah. In terms of what we do, and we the rule is nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah. Nothing to do with anything that we consider. It's alignment. Prevision. Yeah. Right. So um, th- that's important from a leadership perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So alignment. Yeah. Alignment. Right. That,
1: that's it. That's it. it uh, sometimes I feel like. Uh, we lose focus because everything starts to come at you. But there has to be integrity yeah. in business, in all aspects. Not all money's good money. Not all, good, not all people are good people, you know? Not everybody can be on your team. Not everybody you can work with. That's just the reality of life, I think. I think the basic skills in business are similar to the ones that we use in life. Humanity, you know, um, respectful um, behaviour. What is the message that you're sending? Is this something that's going to be a part of your legacy? Do you want it to be? Yeah, yeah.
0: messaging. In big companies, though, it's easy to lose sight of the accountability of that. Yeah, because they
1: don't come back down.
0: Yeah, right, they just spend their time... At the top. It's always like a growth fetish.
1: Yeah, then they they cultivate bad cultures as well because then it excludes everybody else that's not currently sitting at that table. And my friend works with a a massive um, private bank and she said that the head, head person of that company arranges lunches and sits with every single team in an informal setting. Like every couple of months, and he just finds out the little kinks and the problems within the company, and then you know, because people talk.
0: But they trust him or her, right?
1: They they, they trust the person as well. But yeah. I think trust is built in the beginning stages, yeah. and 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 the openness to conversate about whatever it is, whenever it is, and have an open door policy. Stop with the closed doors and everything. At the end of the day, you have to build loyalty when you're building a business. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: That's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically just so listening to what you're saying I'm forgetting the next question <laughs> Terrible interviewer Um, I think I have a question Interesting
2: one and completely, completely random Do you feel like your name Has ever um, well, Do you think a person's name Influences um, what they can become And obviously throwing the question to you Do you think your name has ever played a part In that, who you have become mm.
1: People have always told me that my name sounds like a pop star name. I'm yes. not a pop star. <laughs> yeah, Remy. Remy Ray. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I have a middle name which is also begins with an R. I'm not going to tell my my gov- yeah. But this is something I feel like with brands as well. Yeah. When you have things that roll off the tongue very easily, but yeah. it, it, it creates like a memory yeah. within the brain and you associate it with certain things. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't think. Like, Beyonce, it's, such a, it's a quite a unique name. I wouldn't say, essentially, that you would have thought she's going to become this, that, or the other. But, no, I have been told that multiple times that my name sounds like it should be in light, so it should be this. So do you feel like
2: that's helped, given the fact that you've gone into... Um... I mean, oh, it's an icebreaker, for sure. Because
1: then people, because I'm so light in colour, people don't assume I'm black. Then uh, Remy is actually Yoruba, so then people assume I'm African. And it's just always an icebreaker. So wherever I go, if they say Remy Ray, or they think I'm a boy, because it doesn't always sound like a girl's name, so it's, it's usually an icebreaker, and it just eases the conversation. But I wouldn't say it's essentially propelled me in any way. No. Answer. <laughs> Thank
2: you. What grade hey, did I get? <laughs> okay, so that's harder question now. Um, you know what? Cool. Um, I, can I yeah, do yeah, no, no, no. no. It? Sure.
1: no ben yeah, because you've ben got B. double B. Huh? you've got a double B. And people said that to me early on. I was like, oh, right. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't. I didn't get it at all. And now I've grown into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You love your name, don't you?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Ben Berling is cool.
1: It Thanks is. Away. It rolls off the tongue. It
0: does, yeah. Do you need conflict in your life? <laughs> there, was a, there was a terrible segue. Did your
1: head weigh you down?
0: <laughs> but do you, do you feel like, I think, like, just from getting to know you, because yeah. we didn't really get to know each no, other at didn't. all before now. was a quick one. I feel like <laughs> conflict has, like, been something that you've um, got involved with and just turned, turned it to your advantage. Yeah, right? is, Absolutely. is that true, though? Is, or am I oversimplifying your life?
1: Mm, I think... I don't know, it's strange. I know a lot of people say, come and where I'm from. But a lot of these things that, uh, I guess, the wider society would see as a problem, when you have to navigate through it every single day, it just becomes a way of life. And unfortunately, in some instances, it becomes bad habits, which can go either way. My dedication to becoming something outside of my norm um, is probably the reason why we're even sitting here today. So I don't think my conflict essentially you know affected me largely
0: could you have gone another route though was yeah, there a moment absolutely. Of course. have you got a few sliding door moments in your head um a sliding door moments. as in like someone said something and boom it connected or you had a reaction from something you did and you were like, oh my god I can do this or anything
1: I, I think that just naturally out of my curiosity everybody inspires me I'm inspired by everything um, and I know a lot of people aren't. A lot of people get bored very quickly. A lot of people tap out before they've even got to the juice. And I think that that's what makes me differently. I, different. Sorry, I listen to a podcast every single day um, on topics that I have no interest in or stuff that I'm just like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And a lot of people won't go out of something as small as that, their natural comfort zone. Um, and I think that these are the things that just make, that. these are part of my makeup, my natural makeup. And and that's what's allowed me to be in spaces and environments that look nothing like where I'm from.
2: Sure. So, um. Do you feel like so? Um. I still feel, on conflicts. I feel, feel like, like we're
1: bonding over these mics.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like um like because you seem to me that like, quite an assertive person. That like, yeah. You feel like that's ever come across like
1: aggressive. Aggressive. Correct. It can do. It can do. Because the 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 stigmas associated to black women are usually angry. Yeah. yeah and sometimes oh, God, where you been? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a, a massive stigma. Um, Google it, Google it. Um, Angry black women, you'll see... No.
2: Yeah. No, Ben, you must have heard that.
0: (laughs) I literally... (laughs) Yeah,
1: Google it, Google it. Um, It's something that's heavily associated with black women, that we're angry, you know, we are, um, you know, aggressive and, and things like that. And I think... Me being assertive is what's allowed other people to have confidence. So I, I, I don't think I'll ever dim my voice ever again because through me, people have been able to live. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Do you feel like
1: <laughs> Ben's face? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you feel like? Hmm, how do you? Do you had to? You had to train your. And this is um from conversations I've had with other black people. Yeah. And sometimes um thoughts I've had to myself. You ever had to sort of retrain your assertiveness? to ensure that it doesn't come off as aggression. So, obviously, oh, yeah. I'm going to give you, um, like, a bit of backstory to that. Like, initially, like, my initial thought to anything, if someone did something that I don't like, straight away, oh, I'll beat you up. Like, that's... I that was just like... <laughs> obviously, of I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> but it we just, this ben,
1: this yeah. is who you I hired. I the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
2: just, just... That was just a thought. And then told I, I stepped out into different circles, and I would say, and I'd look at everyone's reaction... And I was like, oh, my God, like, why would you want to beat someone up? Because they did something <laughs> so trivial. They did something so trivial. And then they, I realised, OK, yeah, so that is most definitely not OK to say, like, stop saying that. Do you feel like... But stepping on times... somebody's
1: toes as a black man, you could get killed.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. In, in, in
1: a club, you step on somebody's toes and you could get killed. So I, I kind of understand.
0: Hang on, get killed by Who?
1: A rival gang.
0: So another black man, or yeah, or could be killed for that. White people.
1: No, 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 not. Oh, just black... white people he... usually out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. But he could, he could go out to a club, a predominantly black club, yeah. and he could step on somebody from another area's shoe, and he could be killed for that. You
2: know, I, I generally always like, I not that I always think about it, but like, so when I heard like one of my good friends or one of my brothers have been in a fight, I'm thinking like I've. There's been a number of situations whereby I've seen those fights. You know, just a little yeah. after-party fights that yeah. like, turn into someone's passed away. You see, he um, even
1: said little after-party fights
2: yeah, because they're so regular. A, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so such normal. A <laughs> And I always think that like, that is so irrational. I remember, um, so I look up to Stormzy quite a bit. Yeah. I remember him saying as well. He was like, "That isn't normal. Like, just because someone might have, they don't like. There's no such thing as conflict resolution in the hood. No, it's genuinely, honestly, there's no such thing. It genuinely is. If you've done something to, um, yeah, exactly. If you've done something to like yeah, anger to me. Back. I'm going to have to um, I'm going to have to disrespect you, but times ten now, yeah. and then you will do another times ten, and that even means we're physically fighting. I'm saying things that are incredibly offensive. Yeah. I'm maybe even stabbing you. I'm like just a, a whole a whole pile of things that are just irrational behaviors, and I feel like um, I've had to like let unle- I'm still in the process of yeah, unlearning
1: learning. Unlearning, yeah. So it's going
2: to take time. So many different things, and so my question to you. Words. Do you feel like you've had to unlearn? Do you feel like you've had to like, re-navigate certain things that you've um, picked up in your environment yeah. to get um, to, yeah, I mean? to manoeuvre where you are to my be
1: where you are right now? My attitude towards a lot of things. My attitude to money, like right. we were talking about earlier, my mum's somebody who's like money burns a hole in her hand. It just literally seeps through her hands. So I've had to learn not to be somebody who just allows money to run out of my hands like water. Um, the attitudes and the way that I, t- like I speak to my, my family, um, reminding them that I love them, being vulnerable sometimes, and um, just being, in, in our world, I guess, normal. Because because I'm not in their environments regularly, I'm not seen as the normal person in my family. Um, so, yeah, just coming back down to wherever, whatever stage or wherever they're at, whatever level they're on, and just being a part of my normal community.
0: Sure. Yeah. So it's been a conscious decision. Yeah,
1: right?
0: you've had to think. I've got to find every day the tools to to deal with this. Even like to the state of like something we have to do in our uh, work. Let's say is when you're giving bad news, we sandwich it with positive things either yeah. side. Is that the kind of you talk about? Something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. You, you do you do you, have to you be do. vulnerable. Show that. Show you're not threatening people. Yeah, yeah.
1: And 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 you have to. I wouldn't say dumb yourself down because I'm not. I'm not from a stupid family, but. Or, like, my peers are not stupid, but sometimes when I go into certain spaces, yeah, I I have to be a different type of Remy. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I am being educated here.
1: You do, you do. Even, I'm sure, even though Alvin works with you, he's, he's a different Alvin in your team. And not in a bad way, but he has to be somebody... He has to be multi-faced in order to deal with the things he has to deal with. While you're lovely and somebody who obviously embraces difference, there's probably a plethora of people out here that don't, you know? Yeah. Do you,
2: um, have you ever heard of the term code-switching?
1: Code-switching? Yeah. I'm sure it just means, like, you're, you're yeah, this yeah, way when you're here
2: and you're that way, yeah. Initially, I've, like, sometimes you have days whereby... So say, I went to Parliament that day, and then the other day I spoke at one headquarters. Yeah. and then I go back, and obviously I still live in the council estate. thing. you really go back to the hood, and you can see. And I've told you stories about some of the young people in my area, and then you just feel like it does. I don't know if it's tiring. It's just
1: it, uh, yeah, I, it is tiring. You I can think say that. Is.
2: Yeah, I you're think allowed to. I think it is a little bit yeah. tiring um, because you always have to you have to be able to switch, switch it on, on and off, off, on and off, constantly. and it becomes like a a role. And like when it you're and then so recently i feel like i've been um i've been i was like you know my work i've been might just become
1: your regular Everyone, album. Yeah.
2: And I feel like that's what it's seeping into. But so. that's just
1: growth. Yeah. Um. In every capacity, people have to be sometimes different people. The, the Ben you are here is probably not the Ben you are at home or with your family. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, all, is it is all the time. Yeah. You're always like this? I mean, like, with your mum, the conversations you're having now, I'm sure if you are speaking to, like, your mum or your parents or something, it's a bit... Oh, no. Okay, fair enough. Oh, mate.
0: <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> I left the old bed. Oh, very no. A long time ago. Okay. <laughs> no. No. no, it is an issue. It's a massive issue because um, I actually like this version of me quite a lot. And then when I have to become the person who listens to... I'm mean, listening my family or my mum. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's really true. Like, listens to ignorance. Yeah. And lets it wash over them. Yeah. Like... I pull people up on everything, on language, I think on it's good. everything constantly, and it just doesn't make you... You just become a pedant, you know?
1: Yeah, people, my, my, like, my family call me the complainer because I've always got, like, what's yeah. this? What the yeah. hell? I, like, but I, it, it, it's not in a malicious way. It's, really, it's always it in, com- to see the betterness in people or to try to get them to a better stage. But also, we have to remember, not all of us are Mother Teresa, and not everybody wants to follow our vision. And,
0: the, <laughs> it, and not everyone is even open to learning in that moment. Yeah. I mean, that, well, yeah that's a bit of a ridiculous thing for me to say but learning but I've learned the code I yeah. realized the other day I had a conversation with a family member and I realized they need to get out for 20 minutes what they're thinking I don't tell yeah 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 they need to think I'm listening I am listening yeah I'm like yeah I'm already ahead of you yeah I know everything you're complaining about yeah yeah there's a solution to this it's going to be this but I'm going to have to Hope really they do to this podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and,
0: and that's all I can say cause <laughs> They're just talking still. Um, um, no, it
1: is tiring. And I, I I just love the relationship that you guys have, because he can be him and you can be you. And look at the beautiful thing that's happened because of that, you know. I think more employers need to embrace... No, I do. No. I think more... Don't,
0: <laughs> don't like, physically I touch I I the
1: vulnerable thing. He's like, you he forgot about the vulnerable thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, no,
0: it's it's great. It's great. Um yeah, that's good. We're done. I think I think we're, we've actually are over the hour mark. Oh wow! We went into eighty minutes. Wow! Now. Mate, I'd say I really love you so oh, much. Thank you. You've been an amazing guest. Thank You've you. have been the best guest that we've had. No way! Without yeah. a doubt, we've only done two. <laughs> uh, we've done. We've done about. Well, I've done a few, haven't I? You've yeah, been yeah. here, but it, honestly, like I really want to get you back. Yeah, definitely. And straight away. We'll get definitely. You back. And can we get you to talk at yeah. some of our events? Let me know. Let me know. He's just so brilliant because. But why
1: are you like this? What happened?
0: I want this one. I want to ask you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Before you go first. Um. In what? In what? Um. Why are you so open
1: and why are you so? What? Why are you embracing somebody like Alvin? What? What is the importance? Mm. Not. Not that he's like a a bug or anything, but like. (laughs) Just why? Why? Why are you so open?
0: Um. I um. I don't know. I mean, I've probably been in in the cold, in quite a structured life, right? It's not really been that enjoyable, to be fair. Like, no one really... This is the great thing about this time right now, is that people are like, okay, we need to hear. Um, We've got nothing going on here. So we're only looking outside. And so there's a lot of purpose. Like, someone talked recently to me and said, "Uh, purpose or happiness? You have to choose. And I was like... I think probably purpose because I've been the most happy in the last three years when I've wow. been doing new stuff,
2: mm.
0: and I've also been a really privileged position to. I've grown the company to a certain level where it can roll and do really well, and I think this is additive. It's also massively rewarding. And now when we interview people, like they just want to meet Alvin. Like, <laughs> they want to. They want to meet the or they know that the team who's been hired are uh, here. Because they can go anywhere else for more money. There's always going to be that. But if they've got real purpose and if they're in the in the, kind of crucible of change, if they're right there, that is something that um, is, brings meaning to people's lives. I
1: think you have to, like... I'm not going to give you like principles, but you have to keep championing this because it's so
0: no, important. I mean, there's no going back now. You I'm like, don't this is know. a barb. I'm not, you can't pull this you, out. You now. don't
1: know how many Alvins you're going to inspire just by Alvin being able to talk this truth in the future. Yeah. But even now, him saying that he, one, works in the city, a lot of black boys are unable to get jobs in the city. The fact that he's got somebody who's so interested in him and his stories and, and anything that kind of makes up his DNA. Yeah. It just gives him the confidence. Imagine how he's going to soar because of the confidence that you're allowing him to to have.
2: It's, you remember, though, when I... Remember my first week and you were dragging me out to meetings, like, <laughs> and I was I was abominating. And then, like, the where I am from then to where I am now, it's insane. I I can hear it in the way I speak, I can hear it in the way I present, I can hear it in the way I pitch that. Like, and I remember I used to say to you, uh, but you told me to stop saying in the beginning, I always used to tell you how grateful I was. No, but this is something
1: that happens in the black community quite a lot. Even if we've got the skills, we don't feel that we're supposed to have a seat at the table. Yeah. And, and it happens very, very often. I mean, you can see it in in funding, how much we're not raising, how much we're not getting access to, you know, certain communities and, and information. It, yeah. it happens so frequently. And you giving him this position just to be whoever it is that he decides to be, or wherever he decides to go, yeah. via the confidence that you're you're offsetting into him. Yeah. It, it, I'm telling you, you don't know the life that you've just changed.
0: Well, uh, that's really uh, kind of you to say, I, I, but. I would also say this: There's a massive part of like, when you turn up to a conversation and people are, are so, you know, he's thought about this stuff deeply. Yeah, I mean, he's lived with it and thought about it. You clearly thought about yeah. all your experiences and you you reinvest it constantly, right? All that thinking mm. you reinvest into a practical get some information, sift it out, reinvest it. I can see that process is active. Yeah, you see yeah. The, and it's like whenever I see that in, in anyone from any any background or anything I'm like I need that person yeah. around me because it's like a, everyone will propagate and also the motivations are great like yeah. were, we had a client who quizzed him today on what's your motivation mate yeah. and I was like suddenly for a second I felt this sick feeling that yeah. he thought he was about money for himself to live a lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like you, ready to not, be he, defensive burn. right I was, I was yeah. ready to jump in actually because yeah. I was getting a bit of angry I was like... And we were, at, by the way, one of the you know, most well-known investment managers. Yep. And this man is personally incredibly yeah. wealthy, right? And I was thinking, don't you dare go down that road. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we're coming in from the outside. You're the problem. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. literally, this this company we found afterwards have no black managers. I'm not not managers, not senior people managers. That's insane.
1: Ethnic minority uh, representation, generally, in major companies is... At this point in 2019, I can't believe we're still having conversations about race. Yeah. I can't believe that we're even wasting energy and time on something as as trivial as race in a way, because it's something we can't change. Yeah. We, we can't decide whether or not we woke up black or white or orange or green, you know? Yeah. And I just think it, it just goes to show where your fault is. And, and actually, how will you forecast if you can't even get over something as minute as
0: race? Absolutely. And also, so it's not even about forecasting as much as it also is understanding history. If you want to even just understand one reason, if you separate genetically the world out, and I'm going to get very wrong, but I'm going to stand incredibly confident. So if you separate the world out genetically, yeah. the first culture to fall out and split into two yeah. is nothing to do with white men in yeah. England and people in Northern Africa or yeah. Southern Africa. Yeah. It's people in, in, in a very small town in Asia yeah. where they, uh, I think they were separated in a mountain range. Yeah. And so they just, um, you know, um, uh, mixed with their own people yeah, in their yeah, yeah. tribe. And so the genetic pool is so vastly different. And then you go down another block into three and it's another place in Asia just yeah. like that. Then it's a place in India like that. And then by the time you get to eight degrees of separation, then you can start to bring in other areas that are you know, more uh, visible, let's yeah, say, yeah. a different colour skin and what have you. But
1: vulnerability that... is one of the biggest lessons that I think major leaders need to learn. They need to learn to be vulnerable. Yeah. And because without that, you can never empathize. You will never even put yourself in a position to understand where somebody else is coming from. Without that vulnerability, you're, you, it's a losing game for you as a leader.
0: I completely agree, but that's... It's like, who got to the... People who signed up to these roles, yeah. who are now... i am got nothing to do with yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've been doing this CEO role for 30 years, then you probably signed up to a different worldview 50 years ago, or whatever, or whatever but also
1: somebody who probably stays in the company that long without generating new ideas and, you know not young blood, but, you know, just a, f- a fresh overview yeah. and isn't consistently looking back and looking forward and flicking through the pages and not reading the book in the same yeah. capacity, that, like, in a, sorry, in the same movement that we usually do from front to back. Is that really somewhere where you want to work? It's not. The stiffness of it alone will make me stay at home every single day. <laughs> because that that person has no innovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you expecting But they have this? money. They have money, but... It doesn't matter how much money you have. No innovation is no innovation, yeah. you know. And, and 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 major companies now are falling because yeah. of yeah, yeah. bad ethics. Yeah, People totally. are buying into good ethics now. People I, are buying into like diversity. Things are changing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The gig economy is going to take over everything. It's not going to matter soon if you're orange, purple, or bloody green, yeah. as long as you can get the job done. We're going into a gig economy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that seems to be the the the, the vibe at. Everything outside of the established institutions, which yeah. is obviously what we yeah, we're doing yeah, yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. but everything outside of that, it feels like that is people's attitude. And the, the graduates that we see, they're coming in now. So we just took a, did yep. a round of graduates that we met who will be joined later this year. And their attitude is, yeah, I've interviewed a whole bunch of companies that do what you do. But the thing I really like is this awareness and commitment to these other causes right. like... Yeah, environmental, social, you know. Uh,
1: and listen to those people. Don't just get them in. Listen oh, to them.
0: May I, I, I've turned, well, we try and turn to the entire team to say, how are you going to solve this? Yeah. Because guess what, I've got, my ideas are definitely out of date yeah and there's a brand new issue you it's know.
1: an exchange all relationships are about an exchange you offset okay you pay the check but ultimately there's an exchange that needs to happen because you guys spend so much time together yeah. that person has a whole different scope you have a whole different yeah. scope you come from two different lens yeah. That's synergy
0: yeah. <laughs>